I'm delighted to announce that the National Association for Primary Education has exclusively released a video from its Primary Education Summit, Visions for the Future. This video, recorded by me, Mark Taylor, and Al Kingsley, talks about creating digital strategies for schools. This video is available for you to watch now at educationonfire.com forward slash blog, which I really hope gives you a taster of some of the amazing content that was available as part of that Primary Education Summit. That's educationonfire.com forward slash blog. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. Today we're talking about learning English and specifically learning English as a second or third language. And I know having had the Education on Fire podcast downloaded in over 150 countries, we do really have a global audience. And there will be many of you who are yourselves learning English as a second or third language or indeed teaching people in that situation. So I'm delighted to be chatting to Lindsay McMahon and she's from the All Ears English podcast. Now their tagline is we believe in connection, not perfection when it comes to learning in English and she'll explain exactly what that means but this is a podcast which is downloaded over 8 million times a month and it's just an incredible resource that'll help you directly from the podcast but they also have supporting courses and various things that they can help you with as well. So this is my chat with Lindsay from All Ears English. Hi Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me here on the Education on Fire podcast. It's always fantastic to speak to another podcaster and even more importantly, really exciting about speaking to somebody who's helping people learn in a way which I think always feels a little bit slightly different from the school and the norm and and that I find really exciting. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me on your show. So tell me, what's the backstory between the All Ears English podcast and tell us sort of how it, the, the genesis of where it all started getting from? Yeah, the genesis started from, I think, my international travel and, you know, traveling abroad. I lived in Japan for a year and a half. I lived in South America. I taught English in Buenos Aires and Tokyo and New York City. And I just loved crossing cultures. And I realized, of course, English is the international language. But I realized that English was being taught in a way that wasn't helping students, especially adult students. Most of my work in my career has been around adult learners. And adult learners have a very unique set of needs. And I just saw what was out there and I thought, hey, we could do this better. And so in 2013, when I was living in Boston, I was a podcast listener at that time. And I thought, hey, these are normal people on podcasts. And I'm an English teacher, English as a second language teacher. I've been around the world. I've seen what there is. I'm ready to create something different and new for the world. And so I joined up with another teacher in Boston at that time. And we launched the show, Allers English Podcast, in 2013. And I think that's kind of... such a great story in terms of that just I think this could be different I think this could be better I can see how these how these things can happen and and I guess starting back in 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 2013 the the 
the diversity wasn't there then. The sheer number of people doing podcasts wasn't there then. Oh, no, there was no one. I think there was one PDF somewhere on the internet with information on how to submit to iTunes. It was iTunes at the time. It, was, it wasn't everywhere. There was not a whole mainstream industry. There was not really advertising at the time. And so to have seen the way that podcasting has progressed since 2013 until 2022 has just been incredible, Mark. It's been amazing. Um. So what was your kind of idea and what were you trying to achieve for that person that you were talking to? Yeah. So just to clarify, that person, again, like I said, is an adult English language learner. We call them global professionals because they they mostly use English in their work, right? They either need to be on a conference call for with the New York office from Tokyo, for example, or they need to travel to another country where neither of them speak English as their native language, but English is the language of business. So that's the person that we envisioned helping. And my vision for them comes down to our slogan, which we actually trademarked this uh, soon after we kind of said it out loud spontaneously. The slogan is connection, not perfection. And that is really what it comes down to Allers English, right? That's what we do. Every episode comes back to showing our listeners not how to be perfect with grammar or vocabulary, not how to get stuck in that perfectionistic, like with your, your shoulders curled up and so much energy blocked. It's about how to connect with that person in front of you with English, through English at any given moment. And I think that was the thing that struck me when I was, I was looking at this. It was that sense of, <clears throat> I'm learning English, so here's like 400 textbooks yeah. and <laughs> all the history of that. Yeah. And it's like, even if I know where to start, it just feels like a slog. And it feels like at some point I might be good enough to be able to sort of feel like I'm confident in it. Right. As opposed to... I know that in this situation, like I said, when I'm on this call or when I'm just in a little social situation, I have certain things that are going to be absolutely spot on in terms of what I'm trying to understand, in terms of what I'm trying to communicate. And then it's like, I guess, like all these things, isn't it? When you've got those step-by-step things and the little things that you can just hang your hat on, you feel much more confident and feel like you can progress much better. Yeah, exactly. And then the other piece that we really went into is the idea of edutainment. So I think our show is, it's not straight up education and it's not entertainment, it's edutainment. It's somewhere in between. And this is uniquely suited to adult learners, especially adult language learners. They really need to be entertained. Like they have to look forward to the show. They have to be hooked on the show to come back and actually see that improvement in their listening comprehension and their vocabulary, right? We're not teaching kids here. So that's really the key there. And and I think the other thing is, is that like, it's it's getting into the culture, isn't it? And yeah. and the reference points. And I know you've you've done one based on sort of movies and that and that kind oh, of yeah. thing. So sort of, tell us the sort of the diversity that you do, like say, with that sort of mix of entertainment and the education. Yeah, we definitely pull in culture, and I think that's another thing um, that we started doing from an early time in 2013, when a lot of other teachers were just sticking to the pure material itself. That's what we've always done differently, because we see our learners as whole people, right? After they go to their class, they're going to go out and they're going to go and take their kid to the doctor or they're going to go to work. They're going to go to a networking happy hour. And we see that about them, right? We see the whole person. And so of course we bring in the cultural piece. We bring in like the social skills, the social intelligence piece, how to really be a a well-rounded communicator. So it's much more than just language training as I see it. And 
tell us a little bit about the journey that they go on. So they, they come across, they, they hear the podcast, they're obviously educating themselves and being entertained at the same time. Yeah. Is it just a question of getting them to the next episode or do you have a sort of a, an idea of meandering them into a little bit more that you offer? Yeah, so we do offer courses. Um, this coming year, we're going to be offering level-based kind of curriculum. So they'll be moving through the levels if they want to go deeper. We have a business English course where we interviewed uh, international prof- or just professionals, mostly native English speaking professionals. We have an app. We have numerous products, but I think the vast majority are still going to learn a lot just from listening to the show, which is 100% free and always will be, which is something that I love about podcasting as it coincides with education, right? It's the RSS feed that's wide open to anyone who, you know, if you make $10 a month, you can consume our podcast. You don't have to pay a penny and you can feel that level of improvement because you're getting hooked. You're getting excited. But for those who want more, we have the curriculum for them. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly for me, the thing about podcasting is I think the people you listen to, they're just they become like your friends, yeah. even if you've never spoken to them one on one. You know, they're 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 part and parcel of your life in a very personal way. And is, have you found that being the same? Oh thing? my gosh, for sure. <laughs> We've done a couple of live events, which is another interesting um, area to consider when it comes to education and and you know media and technology. We've done a few live events in Tokyo, um, in New York City, and in Boston. So we hosted these weekend events. And yeah, our listeners attended and they said, oh, I know this and this and this about you. It's kind of interesting. Um, also kind of weird at the same time. But what I love about podcasting is that intimate connection between the host and the listener is just incredible. It's unmatched, right? That's why I think it's a great way to educate. Yeah, I think that's really true. And I think there's something about the earbuds, isn't there? Or often if you listen to it in the car, it's just you on your commute or, right. you know, it's you at the gym. It's you taking the dog for a walk or whatever it yes. happens to be. And I, and, I, and I think that's where that personal connection comes from and also the intimacy as well. It's incredible. Yeah. You don't see this with video, right? Because there's just so much distracting you on YouTube. YouTube is great. We put our podcast on YouTube. Don't get me wrong. Um, but on YouTube, you have all these other videos. You could be watching at one time. With a podcast, you're fully in that podcast. There's nothing really to distract you. So I think it's a fantastic medium. So we should also probably talk about the actual amount of people that you're that you're affecting. And, and yeah. it's some, um, you know, that is, is not just global, it's kind of internationally global. <laughs> yeah. it? If it could be on different planets, it would be there as well. So, so tell us a little bit about sort of the amounts of people that you're reaching and where they all are. Yeah. So our downloads these days are around seven and a half million downloads a month. So our show is a, is a very large show. Uh, we top the charts normally in the business category as well as the education and language training category. Um, they are all over the world. So our biggest audience is in Japan. Our second largest audience is in Taiwan. And then we have China, the U.S., Saudi Arabia, Brazil, Western Europe. I mean, we really are a truly global, global podcast, about as global as it gets. And I think the thing for me, when I first sort of started looking at the, sort of the demographics of my audience, you know, it's that kind of, you can't quite believe sometimes that this person in a country so far removed from the world that I live in yeah. actually is engaging with what you're doing. Right. But I think... it. No, I say as long as you're entertaining, as long as you're giving value, then 
that's the great thing about the, the lack of borders. You know, it's human to human and, and giving the value, like I said, on a, on a regular basis. Exactly. I think the key as a podcast, as a podcasting educator, let's say, or just as a podcaster in general, is being obsessed with your listener, right? Like putting yourself in their shoes every single second you're on the microphone, you're thinking about how is this going to land with them? How is this going to help? What other comment could they need or use from me? What could I say to inspire them? We've just gone very heavily into a list of vocabulary. Maybe I can change the tune a little bit and, and, and place like an inspiring comment or challenge them in a way. Like what do they need in every moment to keep them engaged? Because we can never take our listeners for granted. And, and of the people that actually are listening, are they all sort of English as a second or third language? Or mm-hmm. like I said, you've also got US listeners, so I guess there must be uh, many people who've got English as a first language. But do you sort of have an idea of that sort of demographic? Yeah, so it is mostly <clears throat> people who are uh, learning English as their second language. And even for those within the US, those are expats or you know, immigrants, people who have come from other countries temporarily. Uh, they work for multinationals within the US, right? And they're, they're here, maybe their company has paid for them to relocate. So it really is, at its core, we teach English as a second language, right? We help them communicate, but again, we, we do the cultural piece, the business piece, the personal development piece as well. So at its core, we are teaching the, the English language to adults, yeah. And I just had this amazing thought of kind of someone who's in whatever country maybe moving to the US or right. moving countries and it's like and you they just bring you with them and they just sort of yeah. move between you know you have this kind of this kind of continuity no matter sure. where you are. Oh of course I'm sure it happens you know <clears throat> a lot of our listeners may find us 6 months before they're going to be uh, relocated by their company from Japan to the US and now they're in New York they're still listening to us. And of the of the people that are listening, do you think so much of that reach is is it is it word of mouth as, as much as just the fact you've been doing it for so long? Have you got any sort of real insights into where that growth has really come? We've done a lot of guest collaborations within our industry. So from the beginning, we actually invited a lot of guests who already had podcasts onto our show. And so that helped us to really become known and get going within the Apple podcast store. And I, but I do think the main engine of growth is word of mouth. So that's the way to grow a podcast is to have a great show and be something that is recommendable, that people feel excited to recommend it to their friends. Yeah, I, I think that's it, isn't it? And it then becomes that kind of in that TV world of kind of, did you see the episode yesterday of X, Y, and Z? Right. You know, that, that same thing is becoming true of audio now. Yeah, and they want, it's like they feel cool recommending it to their friends, right? Because they found something that's kind of cool, you know? So this goes for adults, not just children in the way they think. You know, we want to yeah. look good to our friends. And so we want to recommend something that we think is good and and kind of in style. And I think, I think you know, as terrible as the, as the pandemic was I think so many people stepped into podcasting both in terms of starting new shows but also then listening in as well I think the perception certainly here in the UK really expanded into that sense of podcast isn't something you've kind of heard of it's now something which probably everyone's heard of yes. and is really starting to have as part of their daily life yeah we saw a big bump in not just podcast listenership but also online learning in 2020 it's interesting we've seen a little bit more of a decline 
post-2020, which is even more interesting. Uh, but I think part of that is because people were at home, right? They didn't have a lot to do. They were under lockdown in 2020. And so consuming an online course made a lot of sense. Now that we're out and back into the world, things kind of start to shift a little bit. But yeah, I think the pandemic brought more people to podcasting. And you, you talked about being um, a teacher before. Mm-hmm. How, how does that sort of transition of kind of like, say, traditional ideas and that entertainment idea sort of match is that sort of part of your natural personality is it the way you're collaborating with your other presenters how does that work yeah it's probably the contrast between my experience learning french in high school versus my experience learning spanish as an adult in a smarter way and so my first my very first experience with a second language was french i think i must have been this, I think this was in middle school, or it could have actually been high school. Um, I had a traditional French teacher, and right out of the gate, I was just not getting it. I was just for, I was just not getting it. My my classmates were ahead of me. I was getting D's on quizzes, and that disturbed me because I was not a D student, right? I was typically a B student. I was like, "What's going on? Like, why am I not getting this?" And you know, I got the needs improvement note from my teacher, and that really freaked me out. And so I worked very, very hard under her system and the way she was doing it, <clears throat> and I was able to make it work and brought myself to the top of the class by the end of the semester. So I experienced that way of being, frankly, embarrassed, uh, nervous all the time. I'd walk into that classroom. I would get sweaty palms. It just wasn't a pleasant experience. Versus when I learned Spanish, I learned it in a much more organic way. I started by listening to podcasts while living in New York City and, you know, having language exchanges where I would find someone from Peru, from Bolivia, from Colombia and sit down in a cafe in New York with them and practice our languages. And then I traveled to South America for a year and I learned through complete immersion by just living in small towns with families. And so the contrast was what showed me, hey, there's a reason we're learning languages and it is not to learn grammar. That's not, but there's so many teachers out there that still think that's why we're learning, right? And I think the reason is to connect, to connect with anyone anywhere in the world at that moment you're in front of them. And so that became my mission and that led naturally into All Ears English. And I think the immersion is a really important factor, isn't it? It's like yeah. I always think, you know, sort of think about my kids and it's sort of how they learn to speak and how they they start to socialise and all of that sort of stuff. It's because everything around them is just part of what you're talking about all the time. Yeah. Specifically either for, for that age as they're growing up, but also in terms of what's appropriate for what they need and just the repetition and, and being part of this sort of safe community, as it were. Yes. And, and I think, like I say, it's slightly different, obviously, when you're teaching older people, but I, I think the concept is probably much the same. Yeah, and I think a podcast is, you know, not all of us, right? I realize there's a lot of privilege in being able to go abroad and immerse yourself in another language, another culture, another continent for a year. That's not, Most people are not going to have the chance to do that, and I acknowledge that. But I think podcasting is about as close as we can get to immersion on demand in our free time, right? We can immerse ourselves again, as you said, Mark, because the earbuds are so immersive, all of our other senses are kind of cut off in a way and we're in it fully. So it's a nice tool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned your French teacher before, is, but is there a, um, an education experience or, or anyone else that kind of, I don't know, had an impact on your life and, and, and they can sort of pinpoint, I guess, how that then took you into education or how it affected you as a teacher? Yeah. So 
this is going to be a, the first thing that comes to mind is a less traditional education experience. Hopefully this is okay. Uh, when I was living in Buenos Aires, I actually lived in an international house. And this, as soon as I walked in for that um, interview, the woman who interviewed me was, was from France. She was French, but she made it very clear to me that the language of the house was Spanish. We do not speak our native languages in this house. So if I was going to be living and paying rent to live with them, I was going to be speaking Spanish 100% of the time. And that household had two French people, two Americans, me and another American guy. It had two Italians and one Argentine. And, you know, the six or seven of us would come together every night, have dinner over Spanish. And I would define that as one of my better educational experiences because it wasn't in a classroom. It was in a home that it was an immersive Spanish only household. And they were very strict about the rules. Like if I had spoken English, I probably would have been kicked out or if they'd seen it multiple times. And so my first choice to accept that and say, "Ooh, this makes me a little nervous, but I'm going to go for it. I think I'm almost ready for this. So I'm going to take on the challenge. I love that. And I, and I just think as learning generally you know we talk about education as a system and we start thinking about schools and all that kind of thing which of course the majority of people are involved in but i think so much now it's about learning as a community yes. so yes you're going to have a teacher you might be within a school you might be on doing online school but then you've got your parents and the people in your wider community that you're you're dealing with and you're learning from and working with and i think as soon as you sort of see yourself as being able to draw on all those different strands yes then it just becomes an organic way and i think that's a really exciting way of, of, of learning as a concept then. yeah that's a good point mark i think that we have to stop thinking about education as being something we you know we go into our classroom 10 to 10 30 and that's our education it's a multifaceted piece, right? There are multiple points in our lives that we have to set up touch points with the language or with the material. Yeah. And that's immersion in a way. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so important. Is there a piece of advice you've been given that really sticks with you or, or even that kind of voice that says, ah, oh, if now looking back, if I was able to, to see that the young Lindsay and, and give her this pearls of wisdom that whether she may not take it on as, a, <laughs> as I would have done as a younger person, but something you think would have been important to hear. Yeah, I think maybe, you know, I think in American culture, we're very, uh, we put a lot of emphasis on verbal participation, right? So for us, it's very important to be speaking in any conversation immediately and be very active and engaged. But in the language learning process, if I had just stepped back and thought, what if I could listen a little bit longer and not put so much pressure on myself to speak right away? I may have learned more efficiently and gone on through less stress, especially with French, right? And so in terms of language learning and education, at least, a lot of it is input in the beginning. We need to take in a lot of the natural language at a comprehensible speed. So I think I would have maybe challenged what my cultural assumptions were and how I was bringing those into my own education. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess you must see that from for a certain event uh, or a certain respect in terms of the fact you've got so many different cultures yeah. coming to you as this kind of central yes. central pillar. Yeah, we see that in our live group classes. There are certain students from certain countries who always are speaking and others that I have to pull in a bit more. Right. So uh, culture is the way we think, right? What we've been taught our whole lives and we don't question that. So if we start to question that, we could actually learn more faster. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's that's a really important point, isn't it? And yeah. I think that, that there is something about that kind of allowing people to be themselves, but also then, like I say, just right. pulling them in a little bit or maybe yeah. just telling them just to stop a little bit to give someone else a chance. And I guess that's where the regularity comes and the personalities come and they start to feel confident and be able to sort of work with you rather than just sort of be there learning, as it were. Exactly. Um, is there a resource you'd like to share? And this can be, like we said, educational or personal, but can be anything from a podcast, a video, a book, song, whatever it has, whatever it needs to be, but something which had a big impact. <laughs> For sure. So something that when I was learning Spanish, I, I imagine some of your listeners may be looking to learn Spanish as a second language. I love this podcast. It's called Notes in Spanish. And I just looked it up again last week as I'm revving up my Spanish again in preparation for a trip to Mexico City. Um, it was my first resource that I found as a Spanish learner in 2008. And it's still around. They have their archives. And it's a British man and a Spanish woman talking about Spanish culture, coming together, practicing the language. So I recommend that that podcast. It's very cool. Notes in Spanish. Um, I also love the English, the language training network called Coffee Break. So Radio Lingua Network, uh, Coffee Break Spanish, Coffee Break English. These are great shows. I know the owner of the network and it's a fantastic, it's just high quality the way that they do it. Fantastic. And, and I love this sort of circle of everything because it's like I said, the, the way the things grow and the way they become popular is because of their quality, but also, like I say, because of those recommendations. Yeah, so absolutely. It's great to hear that from someone who's right in the forefront of all of those things. Um, and, and just as we wrap up, FIRE as an acronym is really important to us here on the podcast. And that is feedback, inspiration, resilience and empowerment. And I'm always just keen, what's, what of those four things to sort of brings something to the fore that you'd like to share with us so yeah feedback inspiration resilience and empowerment yeah so when I so it's a broad question but I'll take a shot at it I think I know what would be good here for your audience so I think when it comes to education as educators it's on us to find a deeper meaning behind what we do to ourselves and for our students so at Allers English like I said we have a belief in connection, not perfection. And that is that inspires me every single day to keep podcasting, to keep building our courses. And that touches the heart of our listeners because they're human beings and they want connection. And so when I think of that acronym, um, that's it. You know, having a deeper vision and value behind why you teach and why you learn. And don't just say it to yourself, make it clear. Put it in your materials. If you teach in a traditional classroom, a public school, make it clear on, put it on the board every morning. Why are we here? Give your students something more to believe in than just the superficial materials. I think that's really key. And I think that's that's the secret of, of what we talk about here is that whether we're talking about language one week or whether we're talking yeah. about an online school another week or or different podcasts another week it, it, it's there's something that ties it all together and it's mostly that human connection it's mostly having these values and this understanding of what we're trying to create for the people that we're working with no matter who they happen to be yeah and I, and I think the more we sort of pull at those threads you start to feel this sort of common goal in this common sense of connection which I think is is the thing which we're all linked by and so then you can take any part of these things and adapt it into into your world no matter what you're teaching or where you're teaching yeah completely so the podcast is available everywhere but if you'd like someone to go to one particular place to find out more where would you send them 
Yeah. So I would say if your listeners, if you guys are in, if you're listening to this show right now, then you already know how to find a podcast. So go ahead and hit search and search for the All Ears English podcast and you'll see our branding is very yellow. So that's how you'll know that you have found All Ears English. Go ahead and hit follow and subscribe to our show so that you can understand, you know, how we, what is our unique take on English language education, especially if you are learning English as a second language, as an ed educator, go ahead and follow us. We do publish four days a week on our show. And this is one of the reasons I was so excited about Lindsay coming on is because I know there are people listening across the world, which is absolutely still blows my mind in, in, in so many different ways. And the ability to share some of this content, to give you something you may not have even thought about having listened to previous shows. But there, there's something always about hearing the voice behind a, a product, a podcast, a course, which I think just brings that that level of intimacy and contact like we were talking about before to the right right to the sort of front of what it is that you're trying to share and I think for that um today's been fantastic so Lindsay thank you so much for being here yeah thanks so much for having me on the show I enjoyed our chat Mark thank you for listening and being part of this wonderful community with over 300 episodes I've collated 20 resources from guests that have been on the show to help you in your educational journey and those of you involved with young people just go to educationonfire.com and you can sign up on the homepage. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. <laughs>